0: You are listening to Koldodi Messianic Congregations Weekly Podcast. Our services are every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. For more information, like us on Facebook or visit our website at koldodi.org. And oh, Father, we pray you speak to us through your word. Continue to, as you already have been, B'Shem Yeshua HaMashiach, Gal Enai me Torah Techa. Lord, thank you. Open our eyes to behold wonderful things from your word. We pray in your name, in Yeshua's name. Amen. So, in this first portion, look at Exodus 30, verse 12. There's a couple things I want to just point out. I'm going to go as quickly as I can, but I believe there'll be important things for us to look at today that'll help us, and a couple words to learn. But Exodus 30, verse 12, tally the sum. The Hebrew word is rosh. Let's say rosh. What's the word rosh mean? The head, head, right, the noggin, Right. I think Nagan's a Yiddish word. "Nagin" the head, Rosh, lift the head. It literally is in the Hebrew. Lift the head, the Rosh, of the children of Israel by numbering them. And a leaf leaf kudehim. Leaf kudehem. That should be on there. Whoops, I should have a slide for that one. So, uh well, leaf, leaf it's leaf kudehem, and the Hebrew root is pekad, Say pekad, Okay, it means to count them. Count them, and the word visit there. And so in verses 11 through 16, he says, let's read here. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, When you tally the sum of the children of Israel, numbering them, then every man must pay a ransom for his soul to Adonai when you count them so that no plague will fall on them. Everyone among them who crosses over must give half a shekel according to the sanctuary shekel, half a shekel is an offering to adonai you know how many have been to israel raise your hands okay so you know what do you use for money what's the currency there is shekels right shekels shekelim and uh here's a half shekel right here you know it has on this i will pass these out so this was uh, god is telling moses to do a census and collect atonement money kopher in the hebrew a half shekel each for the service of the tent of meeting the ohel ma'od and to count people to count people and to count shekels now this is a this is a uh, these are these are actually one shekel are little tiny very tiny and it has a uh, picture of the wheat on the back I believe that's a wheat stalk of wheat whereas the shekel the half shekel has a harp I believe it's the harp of david on it. Interesting, isn't it? And this is, of course, not the not the exact one that they had there, but they still revived the shekels as currency of the modern state of Israel, interestingly enough. So, so he says, count them. And listen to this word, pakad. Pakad means to visit, to invest with purpose and responsibility. And it also means to assemble troops for battle. So it's used of soldiers, it's used For the Levites is used for priests. Numbers chapter, let me give you some of the references. Numbers chapter 1, verses 3 and 20. You and Aaron are to muster by their divisions every son from 20 years old and upward available to serve in the army of Israel. Count and count their names every male from 20 years old and upward, all available for the army. Then in chapter 4, there's several verses, 23, 26, 49, I have here. Count all the males from 30 to 50 years of age. As Beverly was just saying, tally, you know, keeping records, tallying, see who's available, who's, who's, who you have. Everyone coming to the work in the service of the tent of meeting. And the Hebrew is interesting. I wish you could see it, but there's not working, but it literally says, Haba Litz, uh, Litzvo, literally it translates this way, who come to fight the fight, to work the work. Who come, let's say this, who come to fight the fight, let's say that, to work the work. How about that, huh? To fight the fight and to work the work. That's what we're here for as... God's followers. First Timothy one verses eighteen through nineteen. By them, Paul says to Timothy, he's talking about by the promises you receive, the prophecies you receive, or in what God has for you to do. He says, by these prophecies, you've got to hold on to the promises. Did you ever get a promise? Someone ever prophesy over you, like say, this is a word for you, this is something, or God just told you, you got a word from the Lord, something God's saying, This is what I have for you. He says, Hold on to those things. Hold on to faith and a good by them, he says, fight the good fight, holding on to faith and a good conscience, which some having rejected concerning the faith have suffered, suffered shipwreck. We've all seen that. We've seen people who've suffered shipwreck because they've rejected the faith, rejected the word of God, and it's a horrible thing, a sad thing to see. 6.12 of First Timothy, Paul tells him, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. 2 Timothy 2, 3 and 4, endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus the Messiah. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Paul says the end of his life, 4, 7, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. So this is the idea fighting the fight working the work numbers 426 he says there are the th- there they are to do all that needs to be done with these things so it's not just what are my gifts but also what needs to be done availability and servanthood so is it spiritual or holy for example to set up put away chairs or to do something that is You know, not spiritual. It's just as spiritual. Warren Worsby Worsby says Each person is vital to the work of the Lord, no matter what task God assigns. No task is trivial, not even taking care of the tent pegs in the tabernacle. Chapter 3, verse 37. The putting up and taking down of the tabernacle were tasks as essential as the offering of the sacrifices or the burning of the incense. Isn't that interesting? Uh, certain people faithfully doing the little things God says that 's just as important as the as what we see as the bigger things numbers four forty nine from the mouth of the Adonai by the lord's by Moses' hand, each man was assigned his work and the burden to carry, so they were counted as the Lord commanded Moses. They were counted so this is i 'm not going to focus much more anymore on this, but this is one just good justification for having as we just heard, congregational membership. God counts us because he counts upon us. He wants to count upon us, so he counts us. Uh, He visits us in order to invest us with purpose. He visits us in order to invest us with responsibility. Why am I here? Why do I exist? I'm a soldier. I'm a Levite. I'm... A Kohen, spiritually speaking, a soldier, a Levite, a Kohen, different responsibilities, spiritually speaking. And so here's some other verses where this word pakkad is used. The Lord visited Sarah. Adonai visited Sarah, Genesis 21.1, as he had said, and he did for Sarah as he had spoken, as he had spoken. But he visited her. The word "pachad" is used there. Uh, in thirty-nine, four of Genesis, Potiphar made Joseph an overseer. The word is "pachad" over his household. Everything that was his, he entrusted into his hand. Similarly, similarly with the commander of the bodyguards and Joseph in the prison in forty verse four. When I consider your heavens in Psalm 8, verse 4, what is man that you're mindful of him and the son of man that you picad that you care for him? Or listen to this verse in Psalm 80, verses 15 and 16. Elohei tseva'od, the Lord Lord of hosts. Please return, look down from heaven and see. Take care, now take care, pechad of this vine. We're your vine, Lord, this shoot, your right hand planted the sun you strengthened for yourself taking care of us so why am i here what is god counting on me for he has has he spoken to me in the past something that he wants me to do wants to do something through me like sarah What's he spoken to me that something maybe that it, something in the past that he wants to do through you and he speak and he he's speaking to you like Sarah, or has he entrusted something, has he entrusted something or someone into your hand, my hand? You are an overseer. You are a soldier, a Levite, a Cohen. We are his army. We're assembled for battle. His tribe of levites serving him in the tabernacle the mishkan his priest cohenim serving offering spiritual sacrifices <clears throat> was the cohen the, the priests offered the sacrifices to him through yeshua our messiah 1 peter 2:5 beautiful purposes that we have in the body of messiah and god places us in the body and calls us And this is in Exodus 31, look at 31 verse 1, God now goes into a specific calling on an individual named Bezalel. He says, I have called by name Bezalel. Bezalel, rather, Bezalel. He says, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, See, I've called by name Bezalel, son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God. With wisdom, understanding, and knowledge in all kinds of craftsmanship to make ingenious designs to forge with gold, silver, bronze, etc. He's going to design the tabernacle. He's going to create all sorts of vessels and instruments. And He's going to, with a team, is craftsmanship. And the gifting came from God by the, via the Holy Spirit, supernaturally supernaturally. So, God calls individuals. He calls his own sheep by name in John 10, verse 3, right? Whether it's Abraham or Moses or David or Jonah or Mary or Miriam, you know. He calls us and then he fills us individually with his Spirit, with the Spirit of God in order to make. Get those three things. Called, filled with the Spirit of God, to make, to create. With the help of a team, this is what he's going to do make these things for the Mishkan, the edif. And this word filled Milay Oto Ruach Elohim, the Ruach. So serving the Lord requires what? The Holy Spirit, the supernatural. It can't be done naturally. It can't be done naturally. Francis shared this verse with me this morning. We were looking. She says, 1 Thessalonians 1.5, the good news, Paul says, came to you not in word only, but also in power in the Holy Spirit with great conviction. Power of the Holy Spirit. And I I have, I'm not going to read all the verses in the book of Acts, but there are many verses in the book of Acts. I did a, a, you know, survey of all the times where it mentions them being filled with the Holy Spirit. And every time, it required the Holy Spirit filling them, there's where the power came to share the Word of God, to bring the gospel message for uh, God's wonders to take place. It says that, you know, through the hands of the emissaries, many signs and wonders were happening among the people. Stephen, whether it was Peter, filled with the Spirit, or, it's, or uh, all of them filled, or Stephen... Uh, or uh, Ananias, laying his hands and t- talking to Saul. Brother Saul, he says, and you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And Peter, um, uh, again, mentioning it. Or Barnabas, man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. Or the disciples, filled with the Holy Spirit. Again and again, mentioned in the book of Acts, because apart from the Holy Spirit, there's no power. There's nothing that's going to happen. Not by might, nor by power, but by what? my spirit, Zechariah 4.6 says, the Lord of hosts. Micah 3.8 says, I myself am filled with power with the Ruach Adonai, the spirit of God, with judgment and might to declare to Jacob. So Yeshua himself, he says, the spirit, when he began his ministry, the spirit of the Lord, the Ruach Adonai Elohim, the spirit of the Lord God is on me, Isaiah 61.1 says, and then he, it's, quoted, he quotes, it's quoted later, is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of the prison to those who are bound. It says in Luke 4.14, he returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, preaching and healing. And And, and Paul says of himself in 1st Corinthians 2 four, my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of wisdom someone says well you're a great speaker to someone so you'll you've got to be you'll be the best person to preach the gospel or to bring the, No, that's not necessarily the case at all. Actually Paul says I was in weakness That's not a matter of how great a speaker. It's a matter of the pa- Demonstration of the spirit and power. It's not a matter of volume needless Should I say it's not a matter someone says if I get louder that means the Holy Spirit's louder not no not at all Not God, God came to Elijah in a still small voice right in First uh, Kings 19 uh, um it's a matter of the the Holy Spirit is the supernatural dimension of God, and many people were empowered by this God's Spirit. The seventy elders in Numbers eleven, ba- Balaam in Numbers twenty four, Joshua, Numbers twenty seven, Othniel, Judges three, Gideon, Judges six, Samson, his strength, supernatural strength, and uh, came every time through the Spirit. Judges thirteen, uh, Saul uh, in first. Samuel ten, and I think it says in and, and wisdom. David in first Samuel uh, sixteen. Saul's messengers, and on and on we could go. Yeshua, Elizabeth, and we mentioned some others, and there are other people. The tailors for the priestly garments in Exodus twenty eight three, and the workmen who built the tabernacle in Exodus thirty one and thirty five did so through the filling of the Holy Spirit. So it takes. The work of God isn't done naturally. It can't be done that. We can do it naturally, but it won't endure, and it won't bear forth fruit. It has to be done through the Holy Spirit, through the power of the Spirit of God, supernaturally. And that comes, how does that come? Well, it comes through prayer. It comes through dependence upon God. It comes through listening to God. It comes through weakness, our weakness. It comes through uh, suffering, it comes. It comes through not through us, but through listening to God. And the last thing I'm going to just share with you is just about is just in look at chapter 32, just a couple verses here, verses 17 and 18. Something that to me is really amazing. The story of the on the story of the golden calf, which is in the parsha here, the golden calf, uh, which is. T.L.V. translates as molten calf, which is actually probably more accurate—the molten calf. But look at verses seventeen and eighteen; two, these two verses, because there was a difference between what Joshua, how Joshua and Moses interpreted what was happening. You remember the story, right, where when Moses was delayed from coming down to the mountain from the mountain with the the Ten Commandments, the tablets, and they the people were. Were were were. Uh, the, the, let's see. They gather around Aaron and said to him, "Get up, make us gods who will go before us." Uh, that we don't know where Moses is, and they got impatient. And Moses, you know, I mean, Aaron is listens to them, and they when they make a molten calf, a golden calf, and start to worship it, and God was very upset over this, of course, and and uh, He says, "How quickly you've turned! They've turned aside from me." How quickly, and look at verses 17 and 18. When Joshua heard the noise, so they're coming back, he's coming back with Moses, of the people, they shouted, he said to Moses, "This, there is the sound of war within the camp. But Moses said, it's not the voice of the shout of victory, nor is it the voice of the crying from defeat, but I hear the sound of singing. And actually, it's an interesting. It's interesting in the Hebrew because it doesn't necessarily say that. Oh, we got some slides up now. No one told me. You got to tell me. I can't see anything here. So I. No one tells me when the slides are back up. I, we need to fix that. Okay. I never know when they have slides up. So, all right. Um. Have to we have to figure that out. So, <clears throat> the Hebrew there. Here it. You can see it there. It's actually. It would go like this. A voice of. Joshua is actually saying, "A voice of wars in the camp." Kol milchamah. Let's try that. Kol is means voice of voice or sound, right? What's our What's the name of our congregation? Kol dodi, the voice of my beloved, or the sound. Kol is voice or sound, all right. So it's the voice of milchamah. He says the voice of war. Joshua says, "Oh, there's war going on." Moses says, "It's not the voice." He says, "Kol, it's not the voice of." And it, this is interesting. Kol anot gebora. Kol anot gebora. Uh, yeah, I don't have that down. But kol—it's not the voice. And literally, it would be the voice of responses. Ana, the Hebrew word ana. I don't have the root to show you. But anah, this word plural anot here on the bottom. Anot is the the root is anan. It means response, or it's. The, but the plural is. Responses, answers, responses de- or depend, depending, bestly depend. And so he says it's not the voice of the responses of winning, basically, of Giborah, victory, or winning, and it isn't the voice of the responses of losing or of defeat, of defeat, really, of Chalosha. Uh, but Moses says it's the voice of simply responses. Now, that doesn't seem to make any sense, and it doesn't in itself. He says, what I hear is just the voice, but he's basically saying we'll reserve judgment until we see for ourselves. We're not going to make a quick judgment. James says, James 1.19 says, Let every man be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Don't slow to get angry. Slow to, don't make a quick judgment. We'll see. We don't know. It's basically, I think what he's saying is, they're following rather than leading they're responding rather than initiating they're in other words they're depending upon this is a lack of spiritual discernment discernment comes from with maturity we see Joshua here is maybe too quick he's just making a quick judgment he's learning but he's, but Moses is saying wait a minute don't rush to premature judgment that's okay it's, we don't know yet. We don't know the whole situation. It's not what you think. Messiah himself, Yeshua, did not evaluate what his eyes or ears heard or saw in Isaiah eleven three, 3, it says. It says that the Spirit of God would rest upon him and he didn't delight, he didn't decide by what his, judge by what his eyes saw or his ears heard, but with righteousness he would judge the poor. And... We need to be leaders. They, the people were just, just went along with what was, go, what was going on. They didn't really, they weren't, they were following. They were in, they were following rather than leading. We need to be leaders independent in God. In God. Not dependent upon the world and the culture, but dependent upon God and not following the culture, but following the Lord. And I think that's the, a beautiful lesson here. And uh, they went down, of course, and saw what was going on. So the story here, Moses and Joshua heard different things, interpreted interpreted different things from what they heard, and sometimes we can mis- misinterpret initially. But, so, Lord, we just pray that these things that... We look at today. We thank you that you count us. We thank you that you care for us. We thank you, Lord, that you are that you are you count upon us, Lord, and you do number us, Lord, in a great way because you care about us and because you want to use us, and that you call us by name, and that, Lord, every every uh, every individual is important to you, Lord God. And you have specifically called us and filled us filled us, and empowered us, Lord. And we pray you would fill us by your Ruach HaKodesh, your Holy Spirit, Lord God. Uh, because, Lord, apart from you, we can do nothing. We have no power in ourselves, Lord, to accomplish anything that's eternal. But through your Holy Spirit, Lord, we, we need you, Lord. And we depend upon you. We thank you so much. We praise you, Lord. So we pray you fill us even now, Lord, with your spirit and with power, Lord, to see lives ch- change, to see people come to faith, to sh- share the good news, Lord, to share the gospel, the bissorah with those that haven't heard and with those that need it, to love people, to love the unlovely, to return good for evil, Lord, and power beyond to forgive, where we to do, do what's contrary to, our, to human nature, to do all that's beyond what's natural, the supernatural, through the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord God. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for the lessons in this parasha today. B'shem Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Yevarecha donaive yeshmorecha ya era donai pnavelecha bi chunecha isa shalom beshem yeshu Hamashiach, machiyach sar ha shalom may the lord bless you and keep you The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In the name of Yeshua, our Messiah, the ruler of peace. Amen. Shabbat Shalom.